Hello, my name is Joe, and I am the CEO of Boss Cybernetics. I'm sitting here with Aaron, who is the Director of Operations at Bella Kalina, and Kristen, who is the Director of Operations at Belmont Mansion. And we're going to talk about emotions on the wedding day and choosing a venue with a backup plan, because obviously the two tie together whenever we have inclement weather. So what happens is the couple, of course, they start the touring uh, procedure with different venues and you have certain venues out there that tour and they always talk about that beautiful, sunny, 72 degree day with the five mile per hour wind and they don't go into how, um, what if something bad happens? Like in, we're here in North Carolina and the weather changes as much as the moods of some of the mothers of the brides. Mm-hmm. And we, we love the mother of the bride, by the way. Um, but the weather changes a lot. And you have to be ready to expect pretty much everything. So when you're planning your day, especially if you're planning a year in advance, two years in advance, or even three months in advance, you have no idea what the weather is going to be like. You have to expect the worst and hope for the best if you are planning in an outdoor venue setting. Indoor venue setting, like one of our venues, Bakery 1818, we certainly don't have to worry about uh, weather, minus wanting pictures downtown and things like that. But uh, for the most part, ceremony, cocktail hour, reception, we don't have to worry about outdoor weather. For a venue like most of those outdoor venues, Bella Kalina, even Belmont, where you are from, Kristen, the, the concept is they all want to be married either by the beach or they want to be married in the wooded area. But Or at Bella, they, of course, want to be married with the view of the water in the backdrop. And they don't want to think about it's going to rain on my wedding day. So it's how, how do we get past the point where we have to have those conversations? We have to talk about it. And I know throughout our network, we really hit hard on plan B. So this way we're not having to deal with it the week leading up to the wedding or even the wedding day. But how would you say, Aaron, that we, that we kind of manage those emotions with the couple, the one, and I'm sure you can think of a ton of couples who is like, it's not going to rain on my day. It's, it's going to be this perfect day and trying to lead them up to that day. Whenever you have your six week, um, the six week to the wedding follow-up. You know, I, I, I will lead with, please don't have a meeting with me and say that because historically any couple who's sitting at their 45 day meeting with me, is like, it's not going to rain. It's not going to rain for whatever reason, you know, it's just, it's just not going to rain. So you are speaking it into the universe. It always historically rains. Um, but personally, what I do is, you know, they're here with me at the venue. So I feel like it makes it a little easier where we're down in plan B and I'm like, okay, worst case scenario is torrential downpour. You know, summertime, you get those summer storms. In North Carolina, you get storms all the time, just whenever it feels like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it does help having them here with me to go over the visual. And then if they just can't grasp it, I do have plenty of photos to show, but I do go hard on it. Um, And I go hard on, I need to know by midnight the night before, or the lead coordinator needs to know midnight the night before, where's your dinner going to be set up? Because all of that is set up before the couple ever arrives. Um, we don't want to call you at 6 a.m. the next morning. We will, but we don't want to. Um, or we don't want to make the decision for you, but we will. Um, we're, we want to do whatever it is you want us to do. But my goal leading up to everything is that you make the educated decision. I understand personally 
It is very hard to not be emotional about it. It's, it's easy for me to say that now. I try not to be emotional about it, but it's, a, it's unrealistic. You know, weddings are just, are just emotional. Um, but being able to provide plenty of photos in advance of how pretty indoor plants can be as well, um, I feel like that really helps. Well, and emotions tie into it because they've been thinking for X amount of time that this is how it's going to happen. Right. And then the weather changes. And now this is how it's going to happen. Blink and and the weather changes around here. They have to come to terms with it. And that's not an easy thing to come to terms with, right? I I personally feel like it's a little easier with weather if you're from, we'll we'll say North Carolina as an example. If you grew up here, you understand what I'm saying. When I look at a couple and say, North Carolina, they're like, oh yeah, you you don't want to hear it, but you do understand. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, I do have couples coming from the Midwest. I have... Couples coming from up north, west coast, you know, like they're, they're, they come from all over the place. So when I say to a couple from California, you know, North Carolina? No, you don't. I don't even know how you found us, but you might have an aunt here and that's how you landed in North Carolina. And that is great. But you have no idea when I say like, oh, North Carolina, you blink and the weather changed. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Um, it when, is harder. When I was managing these emotions, when I was doing it, at Bella at the time, I used to tell people that you may be praying for no weather on your wedding day, but the farmer Farm down the, the street is mm-hmm. praying for weather for his crops. He mm-hmm. needs that rain. So if we're spiritual and we're saying it's all about the person upstairs that's going to make that decision, then how does that person decide on giving the farmer rain for his crops or giving you no rain on your wedding day? I think too, it, it ties into handling the couple like um, even at Belmont, I've started to incorporate talking about how photographers use rain in their images. And some of them are the most beautiful images I've seen. For sure. A you good know. photographer can kill it in any scenario. I mean, if, and I used to tell people all the time, give me wind and give me a veil and watch what happens. You know, if it's going to rain, I want it to rain a little bit harder than just sprinkling because I want to backlight the couple and really show like stars in the sky, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it snows, let's go ahead and have some fun with that. No matter what the elements are outside, mm-hmm. if you're a good coordinator and you have a good photographer in front of you which we do throughout the boss network you should easily have a photographer that can adapt to any situation and make the most out of it absolutely i agree some of my favorite images are inclement weather Mm -hmm. the one i always think of is the one where the bride and groom are standing in the snow with an umbrella channing 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 and casey beautiful Channing channing god bless her she every single day every single visit to bella she wore sandals or flip-flops and mm-hmm. she is a beach girl all day long and it never stopped her from being i mean it didn't matter how cold it was the girl was still wearing daggone flip-flops it's a and, march wedding though and then it was a march <laughs> wedding and on this day this wonderful beach bride ended up with snow on her wedding day she got the best of both worlds though she got the outdoor ceremony it was a little chilly but North North Carolina doesn't even need to be freezing in its snows. Um, exactly. And then she got the snow at the end of the night. So she got all the really pretty outdoor ones, and then she got the snow. It's best case scenario. Mm-hmm. And I've had the brides that have literally, I remember one who had a wedding planner, so I wasn't actively as involved. And the bride literally had a meltdown crying because it was snowing, because it was raining on her wedding day. Yeah. Meltdown. I'm talking like huge meltdown. Something that you would see in essence from a toddler. I mean like meltdown. Full-blown crying everywhere, screaming, yelling, as if she didn't watch the weather leading up to the wedding day. We had one, uh, I wouldn't, it was a hurricane. Uh, so it was in the past couple years and the whole weekend it, it hurricaned and 
there's nothing you can do. You can shut the door. So that's what we can do. But there was no ceremony. The ceremony was not happening outside. And um, I mean, I feel, I, I under, again, I understand the emotions, but I felt so bad because she was just in tears. She, I think, I felt like she had been realistic with her expectations until that moment. And I was like, look, it's just, it's just not going to happen. You know, you look too pretty to like, let's, let's not throw you out in the rain just to see what happens. Right. Um, she eventually came around. They ended up having a blast, but it was, it was very hard for her to grasp that um, a hurricane was happening. <laughs> so how do you deal with getting a bride to transfer those emotions from sad to happy? Um, in your opinion. I mean, I could tell you with me, I used to always tell the story of Hindu and why it was good luck to rain on your wedding day, right? So oh, yeah, I talk about that. You know, it's I've like they that. say it's good luck. When you tie the knot, a wet knot mm-hmm. is harder to untie. And... and I always gave the analogy of a jogger out running mm-hmm. and they tie up their shoes before they go, they tie up their sneakers before they go for a run. And then once they're in halfway through the run, it starts downpouring on them or just getting extremely wet. And those same laces that are knotted up um, became wet but when it becomes wet that knot becomes extremely tight and then whenever they come home and they try to take those shoes off it's extremely difficult to undo that knot mm-hmm. because of how wet it is and then translating that of course into the wedding industry that when you tie the knot and it's wet that knot is going to be much more difficult to undo which makes the marriage stronger hence being the reason why it's good luck whenever it rains on your wedding day but how do do you have anything else that you try to I guess you said you use pictures or images. Yeah, and I'm always very straightforward with my couples. Um, I tell them from the get-go, manage the manageables. You know, control the controllables. Don't even try to control the uncontrollables. And that's one of them, weather. Absolutely. Or, you know, not too terribly long ago, I had a bride um, talking to me about her unpredictable bridesmaid, XYZ, ABC, blah, blah, blah. She was becoming an unpredictable and I was like manage they you know what I mean the people the things that you can manage if she's not one of them don't even try Mm -hmm. control your controllables so I guess in all um, you can look after the weather as much as you want to you can look at the farmer's almanac whenever you book your wedding day Mm -hmm. you can try to put the odds in your favor of course but you just can't control the weather so don't try don't try because if you try you're setting unrealistic expectations that again are uncontrollable mm-hmm. uh, you're going to end up hurting the one day that you put so much effort into so much planning so much dedication to and then it all gets ruined because there's a couple of drops in the sky or a ridiculously heavy downpour but what people are forgetting is that you still have an awesome amount of people surrounding you mm-hmm. i mean and we of course never want to go negative but the next time that these two families are together under one roof is at one of your funerals. The bride's sister can get married, but it's going to be a different crowd of people mm-hmm. because, of course, the fiance, well, we hope the daggone fiance is not the same, <laughs> but because the fiance is not the same, right? So at the same time, it's, you know, the, you know, the groom's brother can get married, but again, the fiance changes. It's a different group of people. Half of them Maybe half of them are going to be the same, but the other half are going to change. You're not going to have this exact same crowd under one roof, as big as it is on the wedding day, unless it's at one of your funerals. So enjoy it because it's one day and it flies by. The idea of allowing emotions to hinder that day because of weather, it just seems like something most people would look back on and say, I wish I didn't let that happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So by handling it up front, 
um, it, it allows you to be able to have more control at the end and setting those expectations and talking to your venue about plan A and plan B. Because like I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's a lot of venues, they tour the couples and they have these beautiful outdoor setups and everything else. But what's the indoor backup plan? Is it, I have to rent a tent? Do we have space inside? If it is, the space inside is certainly not going to be as big as the space outside in most cases. So what is my max capacity? Because if I'm looking at a field and I'm at a farm or whatever the case may be, I could have six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand people if I wanted to. But if it rains, how many people am I allowed to have inside of your venue or how much is that tent going to cost to, to hold that many people. I think it's it's great. Like that can tie back to managing the expectations, emotions. Ask those questions up front. You know, when you tour these different venues, if you're touring one, two, three, five, whatever it is you're doing, um, and the backup option is a tent. What does the tent look like? Worst case scenario, what does it look like in the middle of a hurricane? Yeah, that's one thing that I always go back to because we had Hurricane Ian back in what October. Yeah, what does it look like? I mean, you know, it like does tent it held up great. It did, right? Yeah. So I was shocked. not every tent does. <laughs> Y'all have an awesome tent provider, um, but if it's a tent in the middle of a field, that's just I don't I don't know. You know, every venue is different. So just do you have an example thing, of worst case? You have case? to ask the questions. You have to ask the questions on the tour, but then it goes farther than that. Mm-hmm. As a professional at a venue as a coordinator, as a salesperson, as a presenter, if you will, you have to present these options to the couple. If not, you're doing them a disservice. I agree. How can they plan an entire day just expecting perfect weather because the venue never told them what the backup plan is? Right. Or how many true people they can hold in that backup plan. So the couple has to ask all the right questions when they tour these venues. And our boss venues are, of course, going to be held accountable for making sure they always give the proper information. But for those venues that just don't want to deal or don't want to talk about it, they're doing a disservice for the couple. I want to interject here on that. So on that, when when a venue gives you all that information, like I can speak on behalf of venues that we are related to here with boss. Um, when the venue sets the expectation and the venue gives you all the information as far as what the max capacity is, how backup plans are handled, and you choose to go over max capacity, do not be mad at the venue no. when, right. when things are not going as smoothly as they as they could have and should have had you followed your contract and listened to anything that your venue had to tell you. Because that's that's not the venue's fault. That's not the coordinator's fault. That's not the planner's fault. If all that information was provided and you chose to go over, that's a risk you were willing to take that usually backfires. Well, and in fairness, I mean, and this is going to go into a whole other topic that we can hit on Let's afterwards. Do it. Max capacity, <laughs> max right? Capacity. Max, max capacity. Because max capacity, there's a reason for it. And if, if we say at a venue it's 175 max capacity, then and you try to go over that, which we've had couples at all the venues try to go over it and just mm-hmm. think one way or another it's going to work out. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work, work out. And it doesn't work out because I try to tell people all the time with max capacity, it's airplane seating if we have to do ceremony inside, mm-hmm. right? Like when you sit down, not first class, of course. First class is non-max capacity, right? That's First class is the front row and it's your parents. Front row, 60% <laughs> max capacity. 60% of max capacity would be first class all day long. But when you're putting us at max capacity, your knees are pretty much hitting the chair in front of you, just like it would on an airplane. 
everybody is a little bit tight. And God forbid you're a little bit fluffy whenever it comes to max capacity <laughs> because of the simple fact that it's going to be harder for you to be able to move around because they're maxing out the space in the venue. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me when a bride says, well, I know your max capacity is 175, but I've had it plenty of times in the past myself on ones I coordinated, and they're at 220. It's, what do you want me to do with these extra people if it rains? Well, I've got stories about that, if we want to go into that. I mean, it, that's the hard part. <laughs> go ahead. So when it comes down to max capacity, you really have to pay attention to what your venue is saying, not just taking in your own... Not you what know, you want to hear. It's, it doesn't work. We because, got compared to a five-star resort. And don't get me wrong, to me, the Bella Colina Mansion is a five-star resort. Absolutely. But realistically, we are not. I do not have, you know, 500 guest suites. And I want to say the one that we were getting compared to had like 500,000 square feet. It was something ridiculous. And it was like, why don't you put them up in a conference room and put down a screen (laughs) so they can... Because that... What? (laughs) Because I have nowhere to put any of that. Mm -hmm. You have to think about where you are. If you had listened to me from the jump, we wouldn't be having this conversation a day before your wedding. But we are. Mm -hmm. So where are we going to put the people when it rains? It's going to rain tomorrow. What do you mean you have nowhere to put them? Well, I've told you this for the past year. And you didn't listen. It's frustrating. (laughs) I have had brides say, well, the people who show up first, they can attend the ceremony. And the people who don't, after we fill up, then they could just wait. And it's like, well, that wasn't a very good guest experience either. That was rude. Because the guest experience is just as important as the couple's experience. That's when they go back to the couple and say, that was the absolute best wedding I've ever been to. You certainly don't want somebody coming up and saying, well, I arrived five minutes early, but the staff made me stay here because I wasn't allowed in the ceremony. Right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense. So if you have a couple who listens to what the venue is saying and you have a venue that is telling the couple the appropriate information to be able to look out for their day and both of them work hand in hand, you have an awesome relationship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But when one takes it and says, well, I'm going to do this anyway. Well, that's when things go astray. And you can't just blame the venue. You can't just blame the couple. It's you know, you got to you got to you got to be able to take responsibility on whoever side it was that set that day up to fail. Because, I mean, we all hope most of us only want to get married one time and we want that time to be absolutely memorable. We want it to be perfect. We don't want to have to think about all those negatives. For sure. So anywho, I don't remember where the heck we started with this one, but emotions, <laughs> emotions capacity, and backup plans, and backup plans, yes. and backup plans, all extremely important to take into consideration as a venue, whenever you're in the care of a customer, of a client, and as a client, whenever you're seeking that perfect venue. I agree. You know, if you like the backup plan, think about how great it's going to be if it doesn't rain. Mm-hmm. And you really should really like, if not love, the backup plan. Yeah. I mean, it has to be something that for each venue, of course, it's very different, but it's got to be talked about. If you just mm-hmm. don't talk about it and you just ignore it, then imagine the last week or two weeks that a couple is ending their engagement, if you will, and about to get into the marriage. They should be able to enjoy it. They should have date nights. They should be able to go out and enjoy and do the rehearsal dinner and laugh and have all the family come into town and and just celebrate. And instead, they're stressing out. They're aggravated. They're sad. They're crying. They're doing all this wonderful stuff. But they're not... They're not enjoying that journey the last couple of weeks that they should, or I should say the last 10 days when that forecast comes out, um, that they should be enjoying. It, it's, it's almost robbing them of an experience. 
Absolutely. And you can see it on their faces when they walk in yeah, day yeah. of the wedding. So there's that just, um, and with that being said, if I can also say, God bless, there are a lot of weather apps out there. And when making a decision on if you're going to have your ceremony outside, inside, or whatever the case may be, um, get some collective data there. Make sure that you look at quite a few. Don't just, I've, I can't tell you how many brides, and I usually always refer them to one particular app, but I can't tell you how many couples said, well, I saw this app, and this app only says it's going to have a 3% chance of raining. But, mm-hmm. And then I pull a screenshot of the app I'm using and it says 70% chance of raining. I was, you know, just because one app says it, that it's not going to rain or the chances are going to be less. We certainly don't want to take that chance on such an important day and then set up all the reception tables outside and then they get poured on. You know, that's a horrible way to look at it. So do yourself a favor and look at three, four or five apps if you want to and come up with a general consensus of what all the apps are saying, not just the one that you found with the best results. Because believe it or not, you're not going to sue that app and say, you lied to me. I don't know. Somebody might. I mean, I guess somebody can, but I don't see it happening. So it's like, do yourself a favor and be realistic because that's where those unrealistic expectations come from, right? It's somebody not updating their radar or not doing something or an app that's not that popular. And then you're using it to make a guess or a decision that a hundred plus people are going to be affected about. Right. I mean, that's not exactly a lot of fun. And I've had couples where they even break it down hour by hour by hour. And they're like, well, my ceremony is at three o'clock. And at three o'clock, there's only a 17% chance. But at two o'clock, there's like a 60% chance. And then you have to explain, well, what if the wind just doesn't blow as hard as they predicted to? Or if it blows a little harder than what it should, now all of a sudden that two o'clock weather is going to go into the three o'clock weather that you were expecting a much less chance of rain. But you took that chance. You never mm-hmm. set up your backup plan. You never mm-hmm. set up that inside ceremony because you were adamant that it had to be outside. So there's things like that to take into consideration too. I think it's, when you really think of it all, it's just be realistic. I mean, the same couple who would make a decision on a random Tuesday, if they should go out for a walk with the dog, it has to be able to make the same educated decision on their wedding day because the emotions aren't there whenever you're gonna go take your dog for a walk. But the emotions are certainly there because you've, been only, because you've only had one thing in your mind over the last year and you really want it to happen. So you do whatever it takes to try to make it happen, yeah. even if realistically it doesn't make any sense. Like controlling the weather. Like trying to control the daggone weather. Mm-hmm. True that. So, all right, we'll continue on. Till next time.